Please be advised that this episode contains mention of personal injury and death. It's late in the night of February 26, 2010. On a small island near the mouth of Chile's Maule River in Constitucion, a large crowd of people are gathered under a bright full moon. They drink and dance in front of a makeshift stage as the loud Latin music pumps out from the speakers. Among them is Hector Gonzalez, one of the event's organizers. Every year, his family and friends come to the island to celebrate a week-long national music festival. They don't have the money to attend the real festival, so they stage their own event for themselves. For many, it's the highlight of the year. But this year's get-together would be very different from all the others. Just off the coast of central Chile, 12 miles under the ocean, two vast tectonic plates drawn together by the gravity of the Earth and over a billion cubic miles of molten rock are moving. For 200 million years, they have been at loggerheads, pushing and grinding against each other. Now as they spar once more, one is thrust 10 meters down below the other, causing the seafloor to shudder violently for hundreds of miles around. The energy unleashed in this one moment is equivalent to two million atomic bombs. This causes the ocean above to rise up in one gigantic wave. A tsunami that races towards the coast of Chile and heads straight toward Hector and his family. I'm Donnie Dust, United States Marine Corps veteran and world-renowned survival expert. This is Rescue. Today's episode, The Wave That Swept Us Away. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com rescue50 and use code rescue50 to get 50% off. That's code rescue50 at factormeals.com slash rescue50 to get 50% off. We're close to the ocean, north of the city of Talca. There's an island, an ocean, a lot of green hills and mountains. It's pretty, good ambience and good tourism. This is Hector Gonzalez. Back in 2010, Hector is 47 years old and living in Constitucion, a bustling beach town. Hector has lived there all his life, 
with good reason. It is very beautiful around here, particularly in the summer. It gets very hot. There are a lot of beaches, sand, the pretty pier where you can go to eat. Hector was a fisherman for 15 years before getting a job at his local sawmill, painting and preparing wood for construction. But what matters most to him is family. My core family is 12 people. But if you get everyone together for celebrations, that's 60 people. Family is everything to me, because we're very close, we're all one. Hector and his extended family love to go camping together every year to celebrate the Vina del Mar International Song Festival. It takes place on the third week of every February. In February 2010, over 150 of Hector's family and friends gather to stage their own version of the festival on Cancun Island. It can only be reached by boat. The island is called the Island of the Dogs because back in the day people would abandon their dogs there. We renamed it Cancun Island. They bring all the food and drink they'll need for the occasion. They bring toilets and even erect a small stage complete with lighting and amplifiers. It's a rowdy and high-spirited affair, more akin to a small music festival than a camping holiday. We tried to make it as best as possible, just to have fun and finalize the summer season. All the family participates, kids, grandparents, even my sister who was disabled after an accident. It is very well organized. We create activities, we create an artistic show, we bring in a stage amplification. It is very beautiful. Hector's family and friends party long into the night under a beautiful, bright full moon. It was so silent here, except for the music at nights. Everywhere was surrounded by music coming from the tents. He would go around and share with everyone. We had loads of fun. By 3 a.m., the celebrations are finally winding down, and Hector heads off to bed. It was 3.30, 3.35 a.m. The moon was big, gorgeous. It was like daytime. In an instant, everything changes. We went to bed, and in that exact moment, the movement started. Hector and his brother-in-law jump out of their tents. All around, people are screaming and falling to the floor. The stage comes apart and tumbles to the ground. The ground is shaking violently. Oh, Lord. We couldn't even stand up straight. They hear someone shouting at them. It's Hector's dad. My dad was 84 years old, and he had experienced something like this before. He said, we need to leave right away. This is going to bring in the water. Hector's dad knows that with an earthquake that big, a tsunami is probably not far behind. He thinks they have an hour at best, and there is nowhere high enough on the island to escape it. As the earth continues to shake, the ground beneath them pulls apart. The island started breaking apart. Then the water started coming in. It broke with the earthquake. Cracks appear in the ground and water flowed in. They have to get off the island immediately. Hector and the others yell for everyone to get up and head to the shore as quickly as possible. Hector notices a strange smell in the air. It started reeking of algae. 
and moisture. By now, the earth has stopped shaking and an eerie silence descends. Then, something strange happens. The river had retreated. We went to look for the boat, and it was very low and far away, twice as low as before. The receding of water is a telltale sign of an incoming tsunami. A great, unstoppable wall of water is heading their way. Those who have boats quickly hurry out to them and power off to safety. Hector also has a boat with space for 20. He ushers as many people as he can into the water, telling them to get on board. My boat had a capacity for 20 people. It was big. The only thing that went through my mind was to try and get the boat and use it to take people to safety. With only enough room for 20, Hector prioritizes his family. He yells for them to get in. My dad, three or four siblings with their kids, my disabled sister, my wife, some nephews and nieces. In that boat, we got more than 20 people. Though the water is still calm, panic is quickly spreading. People were screaming, crying, trying to get together. Some people were trying to jump into the boat. I couldn't bring them all at once, otherwise we would topple over. We just couldn't fit more people in. Some try to clamber into the boat nonetheless. They went into the water and tried to climb into the boat. We had to push them out to be able to leave the island. It is devastating for Hector that he can't take more, but he vows not to leave them behind. I told them to wait, but I was going to come back for them. The trip back to the mainland takes 10 minutes. I came to the shore, dropped some people there, and then I went back to pick up more people. For someone who enjoys a good morning smoothie or a good morning shake, I am so pumped that I had finally found cachava. Cachava is that drink that not only I like, my sons like, it is something that fires us up, gets us ready to get the day rocking and rolling. And the best part is I just don't drink it in the morning. I drink it pretty much all throughout the day. It's a great meal supplement. It has omega-3s, rich in antioxidants, has some probiotics. Everything that comes out of a cachava bag is earthbound, plant-based, no GMOs. It is the healthiest thing to kick my day into a kind of a rock and roll mode. And I know what you're thinking. Something this good for me can't possibly taste good. This is where cachava really earns their 50,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. Cachava is offering our listeners 10% off for a limited time. Just go to cachava.com slash rescue, spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A, and get 10% off your first order. That's cachava, K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash rescue. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hector looks out at the river 
It is still far lower than usual, but by now, the water is starting to flow back. The tsunami is getting closer. Hector looks back across to Cancun Island and to all the others that are still stranded there. I could mostly see their phones, but you could see people a little bit because it was a very bright night from a full moon. With adrenaline pumping, Hector jumps back into his boat and starts up the engine. By the time he makes it to the island, the water is rising rapidly. The island is slowly flooding. People were very scared. Anista was carrying her little daughters in diapers, was crying and yelling. You could feel the fear. Despite the panic, Hector does his best to get everyone he can into the boat. But not everyone is so eager. One elderly relative, seeing the fast-rising waters, refuses to go. There was an older lady that was very scared of the river. She had a panic attack and decided to get out, and her husband followed her. We never saw them again. After depositing another 20 people onto the mainland, Hector prepares himself to make a third trip. But things are desperate. The island is slowly disappearing under the water, and the tsunami is a matter of minutes away. Hector pushes on regardless. I knew the tsunami was coming. I could feel it, but it was what I had to do. Because most people got on their boats with their families and stayed in the shore, they did not go back to help more people. So I had to help. I couldn't leave those people there. Heart pounding, Hector jumps back into his boat. After another 10 minutes, he is back at the island. During the third trip, there was a lot of water covering the island, about a meter of water. The ones who didn't move in time started to get carried away by the water. So they climbed the trees. My pregnant cousin, a young boy and his siblings. Hector can hear the screams from the people in the trees. But right now, there is nothing he can do for them. With another 20 campers on board, and with the water quickly rising all around them, he pulls the engine's ignition cord and tears off back toward the mainland as fast as the boat can go. He sees something large bobbing about in the water. You're not going to believe me. There were cars in the river already. There was already a wave coming in, a smaller one. It's lower where the river meets the sea. So when that wave came in, it dragged everything on its way. All around, it is complete chaos. Cars in the rapidly rising water, people being swept away, the agonizing screams of children and women and men desperate to escape. But Hector has to block it all out. Finally, he is back at the mainland. With another 20 people saved, Hector readies himself to go back to the island for a fourth time, determined to rescue the people in the trees. There was a nephew who was eight to 10 years old, a pregnant cousin, also about seven to eight kids. But he doesn't get far before shouts reach him from the bank. It's his brother. He saw me on the boat and yelled at me, come back, you son of a bitch. Come back, look what is coming. Hector looks west 
and in the light of the full moon, he sees it. Black. Just a black wall coming, covered with fog on top. About eight meters tall, as tall as the bridge over the island. It was the ocean wiping out everything in its path. Hector turns to look at the island, to all the people waving to him from its banks. Then he looks back to the oncoming wave, the black wall coming closer by the second. There is no time. Hector makes the heartbreaking decision to turn back. He is overwhelmed with sadness. I feel bad because I could not go and save the rest of the people. Hector makes it back to the mainland with no time to spare. He scrambles up onto higher ground where the rest of his family have gathered. Just then, he sees his cousin Osvaldo at the river's edge, jumping into his own boat. The anime awards this year were amazing! And I'm still not over all of the amazing live musical performances. Honestly, same. The anime awards may be over, but our discussion is not. If, like us, you're still not over the anime award show and the results, join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. Listen in each week to our breakdown of everything that happened at the 2024 Anime Awards and hear news on the other anime and pop culture that you care about. If you don't want to miss all the post-Anime Awards discussion, then tune in to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents... The Anime Effect. We're a new show breaking down the anime and pop culture news you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in, hold it. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) And we agree on some things, but not on everything. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. Listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. My cousin Osvaldo Gomez is my dad's nephew. Osvaldo's mom is my dad's sister. He was younger than me. He had a daughter. He was a good boy, hardworking. Everyone liked him because he was funny. He was not on the island because he was working at the time, but he saw everything from the hill, so he came down to help. Hector screams for him to get out of the water. I told him I already rescued his mom, but he didn't hear me because he'd already turned the engine on. Then the wave came. Hector can only watch in horror as the wave sweeps past with the deafening roar of a giant oncoming train. It was just a black wall, taller than the island, than the trees on the island. There was so much water coming. A massive wave. It was like a movie because it was swallowing and pushing everything on its way. Boats would pass by so fast. At that moment, there was no one. No one. When it passes, 
Osvaldo is nowhere to be seen. He didn't even make it off the shore. Miraculously, all those who'd clung to the trees were just high enough to avoid being swept away. Others managed to climb up onto a road bridge that crossed high over the island. By 5 a.m., anyone still alive there is rescued by the fire service. When the worst of it was over, 12 people were found to have died on the island. Hector's heroic efforts had saved 70. After the wave passed, I just left. It was around 4 or 5 a.m. I just left because there was nothing else I could do. There were no boats left. There was no way of rescuing anyone else. Hector's boat has also been taken by the surge. I think they found a life jacket. That's it. The following day, Osvaldo's body is recovered. He was found dead on the other side. He must have been slammed against the rocks. He was a lot to deal with. He was the little one. Everyone loved him. He was the family's baby. He was very sad. The earthquake and tsunami killed around 550 people in total and left utter devastation in its wake. Hector's hometown of Constitucion was one of the worst affected by the tsunami. Whole swaths of the city were flattened. It was without electricity for five days and running water for 20. The house where I lived was my parents. Everything was destroyed. The house was tilted on its side. There was a lot of looting too. Even my family went to loot, I'm not going to lie. There was just no food left. There was no other way. A shop owner whose store was still flooded opened it for people to just take whatever they needed. Hector sold an apartment he owned on the outskirts of the city to pay for the repair of his parents' home. Between that and losing his boat, the tsunami left him penniless. Then, a few days later, his father passed away. The man who had raised the alarm in the first place. Here we had a lot of aftershocks and tremors, and all the running to safety, all the stress, gave him a heart attack. Despite it all, Hector took strength from the knowledge that he managed to save all those people on the night of the earthquake. There was a man visiting from Iquique. He came to me because I had saved his son. A man from Concepcion told me I saved his daughter, and he was incredibly grateful. Another lady, she saw me on the street and told me, I owe you everything. You saved my son. Even one of them wrote me a poem, saying they owed me their lives. They said so many beautiful things. It felt good. But then, something unexpected happened. There was going to be a report on the news on TV. They wanted to interview the man who saved people. And they asked for Osvaldo Gonzalez. Hector's cousin who died, Osvaldo, also shared part of his name. 
Okay, yo me llamo Héctor Osvaldo González. My full name is Héctor Osvaldo González Orellana. And his full name is Osvaldo Alejandro Gómez González. Getting the names confused, the news crews were directed to Hector's aunt, Osvaldo's mother. They showered her with praise for what her son had done. And she didn't correct them. My aunt should have clarified the situation. She said her son was the one who saved them. We don't really blame her because she was suffering a lot. We knew what she was going through, so we let this go. Knowing that his aunt was in pain at the loss of her son, Hector didn't want to make any demands of her. Instead, he assumed that Osvaldo's siblings would set the record straight. But nobody said anything. Sadly, it brought tensions within the family. After my aunt didn't clarify the confusion, my sister through Facebook must have said something, and they got angry at us. There's still a cousin of mine, Osvaldo's sister, who doesn't talk to me. She's mad at me. Soon, Hector's role in the rescue was effectively erased from the record. There were some people coming from Indonesia to hold a ceremony at the port. It was a tribute for everyone who saved people. However, I was not invited. I went later to the local news in Constitución to speak to them about what I did. But they just said, why are we going to reopen the wound? Let's leave it there. The 2010 tsunami in Chile cast a long shadow over all who experienced it. Every now and then, we comment about that night. Tears start falling when we think about it. They are not beautiful memories, but we try to remember everything. And it is very sad. Through it all, Hector has found reasons to be positive. He believes the events made him humbler and ultimately brought his surviving family much closer together. We're very close now. My brother needs anything, we're all there. If a cousin is struggling, we help them. My nephew's kids, I love them with my life. Our family is very close and beautiful. And we're healthy, thank God. So yes, everything is good. Today, a large white cross stands on Cancun Island to commemorate the 12 who lost their lives there on that tragic night in 2010. Hector and his family have not been back. We don't want to cross to the island. It's not fear, we just don't feel like it. And also we hold a grudge with it because of what happened. But one day we will maybe have to come to terms with it. I think someday we will. You've been listening to Rescue with Donnie Dust. Rescue is a Sony Music Entertainment production. Thanks to all the contributors for sharing their story with us. Rescue is produced by Richard McLean Smith. The executive producer is Louisa Field. The junior producer is Martha Miller. Scoring and sound design by Gulliver Tickle. Music composed by Eleni Hassabas. The production coordinator is Lily Hambly. The production manager is Kat Moran. Thanks to Jez Nelson, Chris Skinner, and Julia Stevenson. If you like this podcast, then do check out other Sony podcasts. 